You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, my friend, happy holidays and uh, an upcoming happy new year. Thank you. Happy holidays to yourself. New Year's around the corner. We will close our eyes and then open them, and it'll be 2022. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to desperately miss 2020 or 2021. No, they're all the same year. That 2020, 2021, it's all one year. These are, yeah, these are years we can comfortably forget, and everything will be just fine. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, lots to talk about. We've got some... Some interesting games this weekend and some of the bigger lines that I remember seeing in quite some time this weekend. I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at Week 17 in the National Football League, all of that good stuff. Uh, but before we get into that, you know, there's there's no way not to talk about the news that, that uh, came out yesterday. And that was the unfortunate passing of uh, then 85-year-old John Madden. Man, man, man. It's a. I caught a wind of it late and impact's still the same. Mm-hmm. Just sucks. It sucks not because, you know, it's it's sudden no, it or sucks. anything like that. It just sucks because he the impact, man, the impact. You just want someone like that to be around forever, you know? He's like your uncle. He's like yeah. your happy uncle who like you just love that guy. Exactly. Exactly. And we miss you. We miss you, Uncle Uncle John, already. Has there been, I know this is, this is real hyperbole, but like, has there been anyone in the history of football who was meant more to, you know, the legacy of football and the, the expansion of football into different demographics? Absolutely not. I don't think it's hyperbole at all, to be honest. I think that, you know, and I've been, I've been checking out, you know, the dedications and people's thoughts you know, on social media and I've mm-hmm. seen come across so many and things like, you know, first of all, he's a football guy, you know, first yeah. and foremost, introduce football at a football level, but then also introduce football at the, you know, t- t-shirt stained level. You know what I mean? Like just talking yeah. football and you're able to joke about it and you're able to explain complicated things in, in the most humorous, engaging way. He was able to partner with someone that, you know, and have a balance in the booth. He, his, obviously, his video game was one of the things that when you talk about across, you know, cultures and across, you know, demographics, inspired everyone, everyone yeah. that came across to want to be something, you know, coach, player, you know, be on that. It, it was just it's just a magnificent well, aspiration. And kind of taught did. us all football in some way. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. You know, the cover, cover three cloud, which, you know, everyone, at least that played Madden knows a basic cover three cloud. And that, at first it's such a football jargony term, but it's like, which coverage do you use to make sure that you dominate uh, when all the homies come over? Like this is, mm-hmm. this is, you know, his impact. And um, I think the Sean McVay's of the world <laughs> or, yeah. or others like that, you know, youth coaches, I think can, can, attribute a little bit of that Madden culture to how quickly they found success at a young age at the highest level. And people, people forget, like, this is also one of the greatest coaches of all time. This is, uh, 
Oh, I'm just now seeing that Madden, uh, he lived in Pleasanton, California when he, when he passed away, which was very close to where I used to live. Um, it's, it's just, this it, is the kind of thing that just comes out of nowhere and you're just like, no, man, that can't be right. John Madden is not like, he's, he's not someone that can die. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's that, that person that, you know, when, as they're starting to fade that picture, you reach out for them. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, you don't go away. And you make a really good point though, is that his greatness is so outside the realm of truly understanding it and digesting it. That great coach, one of the best coaches ever to yeah. one of the highest best. winning percentage of any coach in the in NFL history, I believe. I mean, come on. Like that, so we're not even just saying that based on, you know, error era or no he the numbers still stand and then you've got greatest commentator of all time you know and then you've got greatest football video game of all time it's just like let's talk about the commentating for a second because john madden made football accessible to everyone with how he was as a commentator he wasn't you know it wasn't x's and o's it was boom and bam Man, man, you don't you don't get that and you can't get that. That's the greatness about it is that you can't get that again. If anybody tried to do that, you know where they get it from. They yeah. fall short and it'd be kind of annoying. But when John delivered it, it was absolutely perfect. And um just the the style of football that he was calling when he was, you know, at his peak was perfect for it. It can't can't be beat. The nostalgia's too high for that. And a lot of people don't know. Uh once the 244th pick in the 1958 NFL draft. And he was at least at minimum, a decent ball player. Yeah. He was, uh, very briefly a Philadelphia Eagle. Wow. What a guy got hurt. Uh, got hurt in training camp. Didn't end up making the roster, but, and that was, that was it for his NFL career. Went on to coach at Allen Hancock college just a couple of years later. But yeah, as uh saw pictures of John wearing the the number seventy seven Eagles jersey, and uh, <laughs> it's a it's an unbelievable shame that that we didn't get John Madden in a regular season game for the Eagles because then he's ours. I know, I know, you get to claim him. You really will get to claim him. But you can you can take a little little dab dab of claim. Well, and I also I always thought it was crazy that this is a guy who for. I don't know, when did he start broadcasting? Like 1907? Um, for his entire career, like made he made a living calling football games across the country and refused to fly. Last flew in 1979. I had no idea. I think that's excellent, but that makes the Madden bus make all the more sense. That's the it. reason it exists. Wow. That's so cool. That's so, that's so perfect. It reminds me actually of my mom, and I love my mom so much, who... You know, she gets in my car and just doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, that's John Madden. John Madden's like, airplane, the four wheels on the ground is all I need. Yeah, I mean, a legitimate reason uh, for not wanting to fly. In October 1960, there was a, a really bad plane crash that killed 16 people on that California Polytechnic State team that, mm. uh, that he was a part of. And he was supposed to be on that flight. Oh, wow. Oh wow, wow. So maybe some I mean obviously real fear. It's a final destination. Yeah, but like avoiding that final destination thing, like look, man, the minute I get on one is 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 when it'll the death will you know, come come trying to collect the debt. 
So I'm yeah, glad he he fought through it for almost 20 years, but it was uh, that happened in 1960. In 1979, he took his last ever flight. Good for him, man. Good for him. He can make that call and stick to it. That's actually hey, I, I I don't hate it because like like I don't I don't know like I'm not afraid to fly, but I do think it's weird that I'm sitting in a metal tube many thousands of feet above the the land, and if anything happens, I'm probably gonna die. Yeah, I don't like that part of it either. <laughs> I don't like that part of it either, man. The flying's fine. It's the idea of falling that is less than appealing to me. Right. Exactly. I'm like, man, like, do I really know what bump is the one that'll send you down? Like, yeah, they, right. t- they tell you to calm down, but I don't really know which one I should actually be scared of. So now I'm scared of all of them. And I think maybe most important of all, John John Madden is the reason that I, certainly I know, and I would imagine a lot of people know what a turducken is. It, he better be the re- any claim any he it should be the reason why it's in the dictionary. <laughs> well, yeah, rest in peace, Mister Madden. You uh, left a legacy that will not be forgotten anytime soon. Absolutely. Just, what a bummer of a way to start a show. Yeah, thanks, man. But we had to do it. We had to honor. We had to honor what the 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 goat uh in so many ways in football but well you know uh who is not the goat in so many ways in football Mario Hines that that would be Jared Goff he's bothering me so much man i i was i was paying attention to that game last week that Falcons Lions game i was i was watching it on gamecast as some other stuff was going on got down to what like the 10 Seemed like the Lions were definitely gonna win, and then uh, good old JG throws a clutch interception. That was actually Boyle. Oh, let's well, right. It was Tim Boyle. Boyle had a I'm, lights out game relative to Tim Boyle. I don't know why I'm giving crap to Tim, but to Jared Goff. Oh, I'll 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 buzz in <laughs> as to why this is still a, apropos. One, I mean, I can't. I don't know what he's doing right, but he caught the he caught the vid. I don't know what yeah. he's doing, so I won't shame him too much. But you put us in position to have Tim Boyle have to make that play at the end of the game. Your fault. And now his knee sprained, but you weren't supposed to be. How's your knee sprained? And now you might not play this week mm-hmm. when you weren't supposed to be doing anything at all and just resting from the vid. So I, Jared Goff is kill, he's killing me, man. Like he gets that one W, looks competent. He puts me on record as to say, oh, we'll take another year and see what we got. And he does this. This is why. This is why. Yeah, and you're right. Boyle was playing all right up until that interception. But it, it was too much to be true, I guess. Oh, right? it absolutely was. <laughs> couldn't win a couple in a row. It was one of the worst interceptions ever, too. So that's why I'm like, oh, yeah. Such a bad interception. It was like one I would throw. <laughs> but hey, Jack Fox, one of one for 21 yards. Ooh, and it was a, it was a pretty little thing, only because no one knew it was coming. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't really expect your punter to throw the ball much. No, especially when it's the opposite hash. How about how are you feeling about Amonra St. Brown? Another nine for ninety-one. Um, so maybe this is my Lions trauma jumping out here, but I I hesitate to crown him anything above like snapping my fingers in applause because if I actually think he's as good as I'm seeing, he will mm-hmm. regress tremendously. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm just week to weeking it. I appreciate what I'm seeing. I, again, I will say he was talented at USC. So, you know, the expectation was eventually, hopefully he'd be serviceable. Right now he's looking like a guy you're keeping and quote unquote could be excited about. Um, I'll reserve my excitement for the offseason. He and look, this is this is really high praise. He he makes me think of shades of Jarvis Landry. Agreed, man. Agreed. Agreed. I think he may be a bit more explosive. I think what we saw from him early on was just the rookie uh timid, you know, movement. And now he's, you know, finding his the, his game speed. But yeah, I see a lot of open on short to intermediate routes, gaining Yard after catch, super toughness. I love it. He's getting compared to Heinz Ward, too, inside the facility. I can see that Heinz Ward thing, but even that game speed is still only leading to 10 yards a catch. Uh, maybe. Is it? Is it? Wait, is it 10 yards a catch lately or cumulative of the season? I mean, he was 9 for 91 this week. <laughs> That's easy math. That so, math yeah. is, yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> he is not for the season, 74 catches for 692 yards, 9.4. Ugh, ugh. I remember when, I mean, that was Peter Warwick's like fourth year in the league. But, uh, man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I look at him and I want to say it will change based on other offensive personnel. But then again, his game kind of makes sense for that stat. I'm looking up some numbers here. Go for it. Um, ran his forty. He was a four six one forty oh. guy this pro day. Yeah, well, that's what I'm looking at week to week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, four six one forty guy, and that's that's a pro day forty. Yeah, so that's like the fastest he's ever gonna run. Well, and it's also probably not real. So <laughs> it's probably like a four six eight. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I mean, look, guy, a guy who can catch the ball consistently has a has a place on an NFL team. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're savvy, especially if you're tough. I mean, maybe both of those things. Um, are you Dan Campbell seems satisfied with the idea that Jared Goff could be the quarterback next year? Are you? <laughs> I just got through saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's here's where I'm at the crossroads. Uh, is that I trust Dan Campbell right now. I. And here I tweeted about it on Sunday. There's there's a gap. There's a gap of transition and competency that mm. is natural. New coach, new system, blah, blah, blah. It happened twice this season for the Lions. Both were smaller than you would expect a Lions gap to be. And yeah. that's huge. Like So you got the beginning of the season gap where you're like, I'm putting in my system. I'm putting in my culture. It caught up. And then offensively, they bombed out. So they had to um Campbell had to take the reins and that's when you saw like that other competency gap where it's like this is horrible but he's closed that (laughs) gap he's closed that offensively we look like we know what we're doing we got Reynolds you know running Uh, well he's running well the the Craig Reynolds era might be over I think he was 11 for 29 last week oh but he had some great screen pass uh you know key third downs. there was a bigger impact I mean Williams got most of the carries uh I do not like him Why don't you? Why, why are you down on Jamal Williams? Um, he leaves a lot of yards on the field. Oh, that's not ideal. No, he's just, but he's tapping out on his his talent. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, uh, like I really do miss Swift. I miss him. Well, might be back this week. 
I don't want to hear that because then as soon as I think he will, setback. Yeah, Reynolds, three catches, 22 yards, including a long of 14. So, hey, with those, he had 14 touches for 51 yards, and that's acceptable-ish. That's acceptable. If if you're Reynolds and you wear 46 week to week, any plays positive net yardage, you're like, all right, thank you for coming. Uh, I mean, this team just... I mean, Josh Reynolds is playing meaningful game and meaningful snaps for this team last week. Like you just need an influx of talent. <laughs> I haven't seen, and maybe this is what it's what it would be like if I was living in the Jacksonville area or living in the you know New York, Newark, New Jersey-ish area, the New York metropolitan the area, metropo- where like I see this team consistently. Maybe this is what it felt like all those years, continued years for them. But I say this now, being able to see a team week to week, I have never seen the lack of talent on one roster that yeah. I've ever seen. Like we, I just can't believe that it's even possible. As as hard as the league is gatekeeped, I'm like, what? There's not better guys for me to watch. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I feel like you could sign Anquan Bolden and Terrell Owens, and it's a better receiving core. Give me, give me Bolden. Give me Owens. Give me Ocho Cinco as he stands, and give me Des Bryant. And I think that we make it three and a half quarters of confidence. <laughs> well, we're we're kind of seeing this in the NBA right now with all these hardship contracts. It's just like random guys <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. Joe Johnson playing Joe NBA basketball Johnson. in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. By the way, uh, speaking of the the lack of talent in uh, in New York, thrills me to say that uh, after last weekend, Lane Johnson has more touchdown passes than Kenny Kenny Galladay or Kadarius Tony for the Giants. There we go. We talked about this as far as Galladay goes. We knew we knew what was going to happen as soon as he took the big check. I don't feel bad. I used to kind of a little bit feel bad for Marvin Jones. I was a little, you know burn because his comment was he wanted to win then yeah. he signed with jackson and now right. i look at you so hmm. yeah i was shocked uh to learn last weekend that kenny galladay was playing in that game he played it just yeah yeah another incredible three catches for uh let's see he had three for 22 last week what have you done for me lately he stinks <laughs> 34 catches for uh, basically 500 yards and no touchdowns for Galladay. Worth the money. Good job, Giants. Spending well. Christmas shopping. And you're keeping uh, Joe Judge and, uh, and Danny Dimes for another year. So congratulations on mediocrity next year. I'm saying when you invest, you invest hard. You buy the dip. <laughs> when you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's that's what they go for here in New York uh, <laughs> with the other New York football team. Yeah, it's, it's, I can't believe he just. I mean, maybe it was like an Alshon Jefferson thing where big receiver gets hurt, can't separate anymore. But he's only twenty eight. There you go. There you go. I think he he greatly because we're seeing that we're we're seeing some some shift here. We're seeing a lot of dynamic shift, and we have to keep our ears and eyes to the dial. So Matt Stafford. Okay, very the accident prone Matt Stafford is the that's him. Okay, that's his professional style. Understood. Very much an elite arm, you know, elite yeah. thrower of the football. Puts it in places a lot of people. Galladay, very much 
um, maximized that thing that comes from Matt Stafford. You know what I mean? Like, we're learning all these things about this different stuff that we had an idea about, but you'd never know because the lion's cloud is hanging over you. But no, Kenny Galladay was a beneficiary of just playing with a top 10 quarterback in the league. Fred Stafford is a borderline Hall of Famer. Yeah, like, come on. Thank you for saying that because, you know, week to week. But, like, yes. And so big-bodied receiver. At, and and when the injuries, you know, kicked in in Detroit, he even, you know, stalled out. But big-bodied receiver, quarterback that can put it anywhere, you know, if he could put it anywhere at any time. That would be great, but can put it anywhere. And, and if, if you're a receiver with some confidence and some talent, which Galladay has, you know, you're going to make the plays. But if you're he's not creating those plays himself. He's, he's a great, great 50 50 ball guy. I think, again, Marvin Jones was just as good at 50 50 balls. So what are you saying when you say but that? maybe maybe even better, because even yes. those two really I don't, I don't even know if I want to say really good. Those two good years he had in Detroit, 2018, 2019. You know, he. 70 catches on 119 targets, 65 catches on 116 targets. Like he's not catching the ball enough, even in Detroit. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you for pulling out the numbers. That's it. So we're seeing the truth about Galladay and glad you got your money. I'll always say that about any player, unless you're a terrible, vile human and it's proven, but glad you got your money. Cowboys to Marco Murray. (laughs) <laughs> that one pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm glad even to you, my friend, I'm glad DeMarco Murray got his money. He didn't nah. beat any women or anything, did he? No, but he, I mean, he stole from the Philadelphia Eagles. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Chip Kelly. And Chip. He's was, the reason uh, Chip that Kelly was karma. That was karma for Chip. That, was, that wasn't even a fit. I don't know. Chip was a That was a horrible fit. I don't know what he was. What are you thinking? It's like, oh, this, uh, this guy who's a top... I don't know, probably five to eight running back in the NFL at that point mm-hmm. is suddenly available. He's you're going to steal him from a division rival. Look at this big splash signing. Who cares that he doesn't fit my offense at all? At all, man. Ugh. We'll make it work. <laughs> Spoilers. They didn't. Uh, <laughs> let's get to week 17 in the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons traveled to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo bills and Bavada has the bills big line here. Minus 14 and a half at home. What a wake up for the Bills offense. Guys stepping up, the leaders stepping up, the guys that you pay stepping yeah. up. Um, let's maintain that focus. The Falcons wanted to lose that football game against the Lions. Could mm-hmm. not pull it off thanks to Boyle. So the Bills will, I think they meet this line and exceed it. Give me the Bills here. Even bigger line here. Wow. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to New England to take on the New England Patriots. Bavada has the Patriots minus 15 and a half at home. Yeah, the Jags are going to get uh, catch the heat for Bill Belichick being asked about um, his New Year's resolution at a yeah. football press conference. <laughs> the most heroic reporter ever. <laughs> ever. She was so sweet. Uh, but the Patriots, they're going to want to overcome that, that loss to the Bills. It was a great game, a good matchup for them, good learning. The Jags inept. Give me the Pats to also hit their line. By the way, uh, if anybody believes the Jaguars can win that money line at Bavada, plus 700. <laughs> Make yourself some bread. Also, that is, yeah. you're to look in 7x multiple on your money. Ooh. You're not going to get that. I'm putting all of the money I have in this planet <laughs> on this game. I don't want to brag, but that's upwards of $39. Yay. 
uh, the holiday. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Fun game here. Bavada has the Bengals plus five at home. Such a hard game to call. Here's mm-hmm. why. Said it early on. Bengals finding their stride. I don't know what's going on in the facility within the team, but they have to feel like they're the best team in their division. And what that yeah. does, who knows? With a young team, it, it usually works in their favor. The Chiefs, but man, <laughs> have they, I don't want to say, you know, cliche found their thing again, but defensively, they're just back. Defensively, yeah. they're back. And it changes, you know, what they're able to do offensively. So it's hard for me to pick. Um, because they're going to meet their match against this Bengals team. But give me the experience here and go. I'm going to go Chiefs. Can I just say I, I'm also thrilled that the Bengals ran the score up on the Ravens because the Ravens love doing that to other people. Yes, yes. And I'm glad that their coach took it on the chin. Harbaugh took it on the chin and, and said, you know, they call their plays, we call ours. Because you can't say, you can't actually say anything outside of that. You can't. You just got your butt kicked. Yeah, you need there to keep, it is. keep your mouth shut. Yep. <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens, and Bavada has the Ravens plus three and a half at home. Man, I feel bad for this Ravens team now because I don't think they're going to win this game either. And this is now who they are. They've had their opportunities to get the wins they needed. Um, I think the Rams are now overcoming their mistakes because offensive mistakes because defensively they're locking in hard to score on on the mm-hmm. edges. So give me the Rams here. Man, another loss for the Ravens. Yeah, Lamar back at practice today, which is Wednesday, but limping noticeably. Yeah, yeah. I'm not putting a lot of stock, man, right now. Uh, the Miami Dolphins travel to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans, and Bavada's got the Titans minus three and a half at home. That's cool. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, the Dolphins... That now they they're leaning into that um that expectation you know part of being halfway decent where Seven we want you to be you know we want you to be decent more than you're not decent and you know series to series they're still figuring that out but I think they do enough especially uh, with Tua who you know still making his fair share of mistakes but has control uh, I think that's they surprised the Titans and uh, pull a win out. Uh, that money line plus one fifty at Bavada if it. you uh, if we believe that. The Dolphins can flat out beat the Titans. And that, you know, that wouldn't shock me. The Titans have been a weird football team. Yeah, exactly. So give me, t- put your money, everything, everything you've got in your Christmas cards, your holiday cards, put it on the uh, the Dolphins this week. Combine that with the plus 700 for the uh, <laughs> the Jaguars. Let's see. Uh, and that plus 150 there, plus 700 for the Jaguars. Two-team parlay. And a hundred bucks wins nineteen hundred. There you go. Might be worth it. Well, let's see what else we can find here. <laughs> the New York Football Giants travel to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears, and Bavada has the Bears minus six at home. Yeah, wow, respect, respect there. I just think that if you're looking at these two teams, the Bears have more of what they want to be able to do. They're able to do what they want to be able to do. Than the Giants. It's just, you know, and it, it comes down to that. Neither one of these teams are going to be fun to watch. Neither one of these teams you can really predict right. their execution. Uh, but give me the Bears. The Philadelphia Eagles, who hold their uh, playoff destiny in their own hands, travel to Washington to take on the Washington football team. And Bavada has the football team plus three and a half at home. 
I think you guys do it. I think I know you love this. I know you can't wait, but you're gonna win. Yeah, I always and... take making the playoffs, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, be ready because the Eagles here in control of the division. Uh, outside of obviously the Cowboys, I think they're in control of their destiny in a real way, not just the they have the ability to control it. I think they again have found what they do well: run the ball, keep things on third and uh, manageable defensively. You know, not in third and shorts, and and you can you can control most games, and the football team doesn't threaten that formula. So give me the Eagles here. Yeah, the football team looked like they gave up last week. Yes, yes. It's tough to come back when you give up in week sixteen. I mean, floundering. I don't want to overstate the the sideline rumble, even though that the the spark of it is like that's grown man disrespect. That's not football disrespect. Yeah. So I don't know what that turns into, but yeah. All right. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to New York to take on the New York football Jets, and Bavada has the Jets plus 13 at home. Plus 13, generosity. Generosity. The Bucks will control this game from start to finish. I don't know which ones will show up, but the ones that will win will show up for sure. All right. The Denver Broncos head to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. And Bavada's got the Chargers minus six at home. Yeah, Chargers wake up call last week. Uh, and I'm just going to go out and say that they're not as good as I once had thought they were going through the first six weeks. None of us thought they were. And probably through like the first four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capping that down to first four or five weeks. It's like, okay, I get it. You guys are inconsistent. And that's it. That's who you are. And um, inconsistency most of the time means that you're not that good. So I think they bounce back, though, here um, and, and are able to do more good things than bad things uh, against the Broncos. Yeah, plus the Broncos have Drew Locke at quarterback. Drew Locke's an ace. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> not in football, but exactly. I don't know. Tennis, might be his, tennis might be his game. There we go. The Houston Texans traveled to San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Another big line here. Mm-hmm. 49ers minus 12 and a half at Bavada. Yeah, give me that line, man. Give me that line. I know that no Garoppolo likely doesn't mean much for Not me. Not ruled out totally, though. Hmm? Not fully ruled out, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also doesn't mean much for me as the Niners will take care of business against the Texans regardless. So give me the Niners here. The Arizona Cardinals travel to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. And Bavada has the Cowboys minus five and a half at home. This one's hard for me. This one's hard for me because I keep wanting to give the Cardinals the respect of fixing their issues. Right. And their issues are pretty much looks like prep. So it's, it's, it's going past like talent, obviously. And I feel like they should be prepared this week. There's no reason why they should be underprepared going against the Cowboys. So I think with that said, I'll go with the cards here. First upset of the day. Give me the Cardinals over the, over the Cowboys. Um, all right. Well, if we're going to do that, do we think Cardinals win outright or they yeah. cover the five and a half? No, we're going to win outright. All right. Well, let's take the plus 190 mm. money line at Bavada if we have the win outright here. Um, yeah, that is... That is a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. Your Detroit Lions travel to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, and Bavada has Seahawks minus seven at home. Oh, man. So Excuse me. I do, ex- oh, bless you, man. Bless you. Thank you. Working hard over there. So, you know, I, I don't care anymore, okay, as far as the jinx <laughs> goes. 
Uh-huh. I actually think the Lions have a good opportunity at winning this game. Okay. If because both of these games are line of scrimmage games, right? LOS games. And if if the Lions can pull a turnover with one of these young corners that are playing out of their minds, out of their minds, um, then I think they get the turnover that wins this slow burn of a football game. Uh, so give me the Lions here. Another upset. All right, that money line at Pavada plus two sixty. Ooh, adding to our uh, our total, which I'm keeping here. And our final game of the week, the Cleveland Browns head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers plus three at home. Yeah, give me the Browns. I don't know what's going on with Cleveland. It's very hard to tell. <laughs> it's very hard to tell because they. I mean, I I think it's the quarterback, right? They're actually yeah. a good team. It's yeah, the they're getting a lot of guys back this week, including Kareem Hunt. Here we go. They're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. They're going to blow this line out of the water. Give me the Browns here. All right. So, taking the best of the picks that we had in terms of cash value, money, 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 value, a uh, hundred bucks would win on this little parlay here, my friend. A hundred bucks wins eight hundred and forty-four thousand dollars. Wow! I'd like to see some of that seed money for all of our listeners. Go ahead and put your hundred down on all of my upsets today. I did not say the Jags, but go for it. I'm um, not counting. I do not have the Jags in this. I took wow. them. Oh yeah, give me my money. I'm giving you money. <laughs> Just send it back, but you keep most of it because that's how this works. But these are all guaranteed. Actually, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. You can do. Uh, here's what I would say. Look, if you're gonna. If you're gonna take advantage of Mario's wagers and you're you're winning eight hundred and forty four thousand three hundred and twenty two dollars, why not just uh and seventy eight cents? Mm-hmm. Why not just send the three twenty two seventy eight to over Mario's way? And you can keep the eight forty four eight forty four K. See, see, look at you. Look at you. Seems fair. Seems totally fair. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it for this week's episode of the uh, underdog NFL show. Before we go, another big thank you to everyone who has listened throughout the year. We hope you had uh, an unbelievable holiday and have the happiest of happy new years. From uh, myself, Chris Wardell, and Mario Hines, thanks for listening, and we will see you back here next time.